All right. With music, we don't wish we don't have. All right, guys. We're uh, back here again with summer episode two, the second installment of the podcast that we're doing. Yeah, it's it's good to be back after the break. After the break, how long do you have a break for? For break two weeks? For two weeks, yeah. I was ready to go for the first time. I was ready to like go even harder, but summer's and now you know let's let's take a pause from there and then we go from there. Let's let's recollect and, and yeah and, and come back to it. You know? Yeah, and I mean, just to mention the location, I'm back at uh, you know uh, summer's lab, the office, right at the U, uh, U of U, right doing some that's, that's research. Correct. Yep. Uh, you were, uh, welcome back. I know. Back. It's been uh, two years. Three years? How does it feel to be back? Brings my memories, you know. Really. Because like, this is the first first ever research job that I got, like, ever. You know, pretty much the first formal, formal job that I have ever. How did you get this job? Because I was applying for, a, because I, I want to do biomedical engineering. And I was like, asking around, I was like, okay, cool, I want to do this, I want to do that before I met uh, uh, Ed's wife. And I was helping her with her, with, with her Chinese program at, at a high school at Hillcrest. And we, we, just, we just kind of get talking, I was like, yeah, I'm looking for some research, research opportunity at the U during the summertime, where would I go up there? And she's like, yeah, you know, like, you know my husband does imaging, maybe you, sh- you should go do, a, go do a interview or something. And I did an interview. I think once or twice or something. And that's kind of how I got started. That's that's awesome. What was your your first project was? I don't was remember. S- segmentation? I think what the first it? thing that I, that I learned was the segmentation and then I did a 3D modeling of hearts. I was helping uh, Arnold Diaz? Uh, David. No, David, David Diaz. David Arnold? David Arnold. David Arnold. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I was having him with uh, modeling and printing uh, 3D hearts of like mouse hearts. Is it still there? It's that's not a mouse heart. That's oh, actually yeah. a yeah. Uh, you know, a, a yeah. 3D 3D print of a human. Oh, maybe a sheep heart. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I did, and I was yeah. helping Boston with uh, troubleshooting the, the 3D pointer, help him like w- w- working with the solid works. You know, doing Which is still not functional. It is still not functional. not functional. It was broken ever since I left, man. That What's is, going on? That is true. So, so for people in your audience that uh-huh. may not be fully aware of when you say image segmentation yeah. or three D printing or mm-hmm. visualization, I guess it would be best for you to uh, a, to uh, explain because I'm not in the research field anymore. You are still. But but what 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 was what what was it for you? What was it? I mean, definitely it's more detail oriented work, which I I like. You know, I don't remember how well I did in terms of my segmentation. I don't re- I don't recall doing it that badly. Uh, and then for the three D printing, I actually get to work with you know, real data and really doing real model, kind of see how things work together. That's great, but too bad I had to like, you know, change, change majors and then, you know, go, uh, go on, on like a separate direction. Yeah, so. that's, that's, and, and so just, just to kind of mm-hmm. um, interject there and say like segmentation or image segmentation for your audience is mm-hmm. essentially if you wanted to extract one part of an image let's mm-hmm. say you took a uh, um, 
image or you took a picture from your phone mm-hmm. and you were only interested in um, seeing the, the, the dog that was in the picture, mm-hmm. you could go ahead and take it to Photoshop and then paint over that that dog that was in the picture and mm-hmm. be able to just extract that piece of image from the entire image. Yeah. Um, if you do it in a uh, 3D sense, mm-hmm. um, you could then possibly take it to a 3D printer and mm-hmm. use that to print 3D models, um, which are, I mean, 3D printers are like super cheap nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, 3D prints are also like pretty pretty cheap. So. Like two two three hundred bucks maybe for a 3D printer. Yeah, something yeah, around like there. Yeah, you do it your own DIY printers. Mm-hmm. It's like super cheap. Like I, I I wanted to get one, but I was like, well, it's just gonna sit around. For your uh, home, for, for your my apartment, home, for my home projects. So. Or are you gonna print like a boat or some some kind of a, I don't know, things. Um. Well, maybe not not toys, but mm-hmm. um, I like to make things. Um, so I got into cosplay a few okay. years ago, uh-huh. and uh, one thing that is so cool and something that you do in cosplay is, is you design costumes. For uh-huh. So you costumes based on comic book characters, cartoon characters, anything of that sort. Mm-hmm. And usually people just try to, to take patterns or general models or, mm-hmm. ge- you know, and then kind of just modify it to kind of fit their heads or mm-hmm. their arms or stuff like that. So, so with that, you can actually sort of print like a shield or something yeah. or like a body arm you can put on yeah, your body. You, you could print ah. stuff like that. And like two years ago, maybe three years ago, there was this booth in uh, the... Uh, the Fan X, which is like the Salt Lake Comic Convention, mm-hmm. um, which they would take pictures of your body in a three in three sixty, mm. and then reconstruct a three D avatar ah. that closely resembles you. I see. And you could take that, and theoretically, you could take that three D avatar, the three D model, and then kind of print it at miniature statues to ah, like, like a bob hat or a, a bubble full size replica if you ah. had such a big printer and that, that was my kind of intention was you know uh, print pieces of my body and and then uh, make cost like you know mold costumes over those pieces rather than myself but you're gonna need like a bigger one i'm gonna need like a like a you know. True. I, I I thought I could I thought I could print pieces off my body oh, pieces okay. and then assemble them together like I a see. jigsaw puzzle into like an arm or a leg or or, okay. or or a thigh and and yeah I mean but man there's there's too many things going on that I, know, I was right? like that's that's if and when I have a, a life guys in the way a lot okay that's true you yourself are so super busy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, today was supposed to to be my day off, and I have to go in and do some re- recruiting for the office and whatnot. So I so. never quite. I know you told me you do some marketing. You mm-hmm. graduate from marketing. Mm-hmm. And you do some road shows, but yeah. I don't think I quite understood what exactly you do okay. for your work. Yeah, let's let's break it down, right? Like, uh, feel free to stop me, and then I kind of do the, do this in my in, uh, interview as well. Kind of give like a quick. A couple minutes, you know, uh, 
demo or a presentation about what I do. So we are a sales and marketing firm, right? So sales. You are sales and marketing, or you work for a bigger company? Work for a com company, yeah. You work for a company. Yeah. So we are a sales and marketing firm, right? So what that means is that we are specialized in event-based marketing, meaning we set up a roadshow at Costco, at Smith's, at Sam's Club, at Walmart, at you know Kroger. Mm -hmm. um, so what we do is that we're able to pick our, our clients that don't have a retail presence. For example, Nike and Apple, they don't need our, need our help, right? They have their Apple store, yeah, they have their own stores. Like. Right? Right? So, uh, for example, like the e-bikes, right? Uh, Dr. E Xu saw me. Okay. Uh, electric bikes. Electric bikes. They, it's hard for, the, for them to get into a bike shop if the bike shop are limited in terms of their inventory. Mm -hmm. They only carry Yamaha or Giant or, or a Specialized. I'm, I'm not sure how much you know about biking, but you know. Just the bare minimum. They carry the biggest brand mm -hmm. in there. It's kind of like, you know, when you're a Tesla, you kind of have to build build your own reputation. You got to build your own dealership, dealership for it to carry. Yeah. We're actually in talks with Tesla, right? I see if we can like sell the car at Costco's. Oh. We're still talking about that. Um, so we we bring them into the audience of Sam's Club or Walmart or, mm -hmm. or uh, Costco. And then we just give them maximum ex, uh, exposure, maximum right? Exposure, okay. So there's going to be three, four, five thousand people that walks into a retail mm -hmm. store every single day. How many clicks are you going to get on a website when you're small? Maybe two, three hundred a week, Probably. maybe, yeah. right? Maybe. So in one day, we ten times their their uh, exposure, mm -hmm. and with a rep that knows the sales skills, with a rep that knows how how to interact with people, they're gonna double, triple, even quadruple their sales. Mm -hmm. Like LoveSack, for example, are you familiar with, with LoveSack? LoveSack? Uh, it's it's no. like a local Utah company that sell couches. They're uh, reassemblable. Oh. So they, they come in pieces. I was just actually selling a LoveSack like on Saturday. Um, so it's, it's actually high-end furniture. Mm -hmm. We account for 75% of their sales. Wow. And they That's... just and they 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 just got IPO like last year. Oh. So we helped them to get them over the hump because they were a local Utah furniture company, and now they're the fastest uh, fastest growing um, high end furniture firm for the entire world. Wow. Okay. And they build modular. Mm -hmm. You said modular furniture. Yeah. So you could change a table into a chair. No. 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 So couches and beanbags, right? Okay. For example, right, like you have a house, you have a condo. Uh, for example, you have a tiny space. So we do selling bundles, meaning there's going to be four bases mm -hmm. and five sides. Now within that four bases, you can change them around. You can create a queen size bed. Mm -hmm. you, you can do a traditional couch with like a love seat and with a ottoman in the middle. Mm -hmm. You can do a movie theater setup. And then the pieces are have lifetime warranty, and then the fabrics you uh, is machine washable, and you can change okay. it out. So like you buy it once, it is pretty pricey though. Don't get me wrong, but you use it for your lifetime. So and just to give gives give an estimate of how much that is. If you want a four base and five sides, that's gonna be thirty three hundred at at a Costco. Okay. Uh, generally, Costco do about forty percent off. And if you want to blow it up, say if you have like a big house with like a living room mm -hmm. and you want something in your study or in your bedroom, you can do like a piece by piece setting there. 
it's going to be between 4,500 to 4,700 at Costco. Which, I mean, given some of the high-end furniture in like RC Lilly or, yeah. or other places, it seems kind of seem almost on par. Reasonable, reasonable. But the big thing is, say you're moving. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just move. I hate moving. I don't even have a couch and I'm <laughs> already stressed out about it, right? If you have a modular house, think about that. You don't need to crush it throughout the window. You don't need to do any of that. Just pick it apart. Uh, every piece, it's like this computer size, mm-hmm. about this big. You can drag it through your to, uh, to your stairs, put it in your car, and then reassemble them in your new place, however you like. So, wow, that's a, that's a very interesting concept mm-hmm. going on. It's, it's in terms of like, for example, Ikea, is is modular you you assemble and disassemble mm-hmm. but, but it, it's hard for you to de- disassemble and carry it with you yeah yeah and it's usually just that piece of furniture like the, mm-hmm. the bed mm-hmm. or the couch or mm-hmm. the stuff mm-hmm. but it seems like the company here you're talking about they have a lot of reusable re like you can use this for bed and then or a couch or well, you can assemble into a couch or a movie theater or mm-hmm. a movie theater or something like yeah. that so that's 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 very interesting yeah so you don't need to be afraid of like you know tear off any of the paint on the wall or the you know the door frame mm-hmm. everything it can go with you up the stairs down the stairs you don't need to crush like crush a whole mattress down the <laughs> down the stairs you know what i'm talking well, about yeah that's true but the mattress itself you probably will still have to i know yeah but. like i done it for the like i move a couple of mattresses uh so much pain that's painful <laughs> but i mean anyway so okay that's kind of like the that's quick sales pitch of what of what we do okay so so can i say that you guys are the middleman yes we are definitely the middle person between the clients and the retailers what prevents the companies to just go directly to a Costco or they don't have the way in the way in okay. yeah so so Costco has months and hundreds and hundreds of products once to get into the Costco mm-hmm. and then they have to audit it they have to approve it they have to do this they have to do that mm-hmm. and part of it have you ever been to Costco or Sam's Club that you trying to look at a product that you're not sure because you're not sure how it works that's true. They just put it on display. Yeah, yeah. With us, I show you how it works. I show you how this one can benefit you in your particular life setting, meaning that the sales are going to be higher per pallet space that they gave out. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's say you are a company that sells chairs, fancy chairs. Mm-hmm. Let's say we gave you one pallet space or two pallet space for you to sell chairs. With, with uh, no wrap on there, you're probably going to do maybe one, one or two a day if you're a good brand like Lazy Boy. Mm-hmm. But if you have something that deserves an explanation that just by putting it on there, it doesn't work, have like a thousands of dollars of price point, then it pays for them to have a sales drive there. Mm-hmm. But the beauty is they don't pay us. Oh. It's a profit share. All they need to do is give up their power space and let us collect their money. That's it. And they get paid. They get paid from us and from they don't us. really pay me at all. Oh, okay. So your company is a easier. yeah it's a pro, it's a profit share. Gotcha. So it's a win-win on both sides. The product side, the client side gets gets exposure, and then the retailer side by giving us some couple pallet space, they get free cash. Okay, that's and so you are salary based or commission? Salary and commission. Salary and commission. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I. Uh, 
have listened to some of your podcasts mm-hmm. discussing the two, and, and mm-hmm. seems like you prefer commission over salary, or so. Ever since I left the job, this lab, I think maybe like like a bit after. I was on the hourly. It's not even like salary. Like I don't feel like I've ever been a sal- a salary before, but I've been on commission for last year, year and a half, almost two, two, uh, two and a half years, right? I guess you listen to the podcast about like salary is a trap and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. So I mean, I I get I get paid salary. Yeah, I, I don't get paid commission. Yeah, so. I don't I don't like disagree with that, but in the realm of sales and marketing. Um, we trying to okay. Here's the reality, right? Is that you eat what you kill? True. That that's just what it is. And then think about my job, right? Like the reason that people pays me to send in a Costco or a Sam's Club or Walmart or a Kroger to drive sales to drive the event to do marketing for them is because it is a tough job. I talk to thousands of people a day. I can probably get with psychiatrist. I can probably get one yes or two yeses tops. That means I take nine hundred and ninety-nine no's in uh, in my face. Mm-hmm. Not not very many many people can take that, right? Like that's why I do think that most people like when they're especially teenagers and young teens in the early twenties, they need to learn how to sell. They need to learn how to do a retail job properly. Basically, they need to learn how to. Face and accept rejection. Many yeah. and many, many of them. I think that's why you know most people have mental health issue. Why? Because they uh, they've been cradled inside of this baby wrap, and then their parents tell them, "You are great, you are awesome," and then they get into the real world. Boom! I I cannot get a job. My 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 resume sucks, and then why don't people like me? Okay, that's three notes in like in one day. Big deal. I take thousands of them. Right, so it just depends on how you approach the idea of commission. How do you approach your mentality to to that thing, right? So I'm currently looking for new opportunities. You know, see see what else is out there. Maybe I'll be on a salary soon. I don't know, right? But the thing is, is that you know I really feel like in the realm of sales and marketing, commission makes more sense. In terms of what want to get better, in terms of develop uh, develop like a men- mentality, and then you you eat what what you kill pretty much. True, so. true. I mean, I I can see where you're coming from with, mm-hmm. with that. Um, like having said that, like mm-hmm. things that that we are salary, for example, things that I do mm-hmm. um, are is also difficult. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like you will be more motivated if uh, if uh, Doctor Xu gave you like a commission bonus after every single project? Um, I think it would be dependent on what my base was. Okay. Um, Let's say. So to give you an example, like mm-hmm. a segmentation project mm-hmm. came in last week, and um, we don't have a lot of people in our in our lab right now. It's mm-hmm. just me and another and Tyler mm-hmm. and it was like you're gonna get this much cut mm-hmm. you know off the project mm-hmm. who's gonna do it mm-hmm. so I was like well I guess I need the money <laughs> so, so I will, I will do, do it. it so I will do it so uh, you know but like 
having said that, if everything was based on commission, mm-hmm. I think it would be definitely be difficult because, it, as you said, it takes a particular kind of mindset mm-hmm. to be able to perform in that environment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and I think that's that's the thing. I I don't think I personally would prefer a job that was solely commission based. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, my productivity might be more, or it might, the way I see it, it might uh, increase, and after a certain point, it might actually plateau out and may even decrease because it's it's the the notion of, man, I just have to keep working to even get to that. There's there's definitely like a learning curve. I see what you're saying. Like my first paycheck, second paycheck, they sucked. <laughs> they sucked, right? And then you know, like we're talking about, hey, uh, how uh, how much money I make, and I give you a number. That's with months and months of practice and months, months taking notes in the phase, and I got to that point. And let me reverse the question, right? Would you say you will shorten your PhD career if you have a commission base? There's you know like an alternative, you know, pers- perspective, right? Like if every single project or thesis we have to do in terms of animal uh, experiment or you know segmentation, if somebody give you a incentive by the end of it, like like a bonus or some kind of uh, money or day off or free time with your wife, would you be able to get it done faster uh, than you have uh, right now? I actually feel like I'm in a position like that right now. Okay, that's good. Uh, that's awesome. That's the thing. And so for me, it's, and this might be a good concept, is de-incentivizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, for example, a lot of people are able to or try to finish their PhDs earlier because they're not, you have only have a funding of four years mm-hmm. after that there's no money mm-hmm. you, there's no money you, you, you're not going to be paid mm-hmm. no matter what what there is mm-hmm. and so when you see that four year mark coming you're like Crap. I gotta increase my productivity I, I gotta hustle I, I gotta hustle I uh-huh. gotta get out I gotta look gotta look for the next thing because I have this de-incentive that if I stay on after this point I'm not gonna get anything mm-hmm. so and I, I don't know what your thoughts on that are and how that can be worked into. Because what you're saying is a positive a positive reinforcement, yeah. a positive reward. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as you said, like if, if, if I was given $10,000 every year I published a paper. Mm-hmm. There you go. You know, would, I, would I actually do more? Like, would I be able to like... And maybe the first few years... I may have taken that mm-hmm. um, given the resources mm-hmm. and but now I if you offered me that mm-hmm. I would be I would think well if you give me $10,000 to graduate I would take it of course who wouldn't but <laughs> but it, it, it's the thing about like that that deadline what mm-hmm. I'm getting to is the deadline forces you mm-hmm. to take action, right? Rather than the reward, yeah. 
Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, so th- it's actually uh, I've been reading this this book done by Tim Ferriss called The Four Hour Work Week. Yeah, you listen to that. Uh, Joe loved that not, book. I have not listened to it. It's on my list. Okay. But I heard you guys talk about it. Yeah. Your, your recent most podcast was. Yeah. Thoughts on Tim Ferriss. Thoughts on Tim Ferriss. So. Yeah. Well, we kind of we kind of deviate from that as well. But my point is, there's a law called the Parkinson's law or something. Yeah, so yeah, go on. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. So some people are motivated by by carrots. Some people are motivated by sticks. Right, because I'm I'm training a guy right now. His fellow Chinese, he, uh, his name is Tom. Like I gotta be honest with you. Like the more I run interview, the more I realize there's fewer and fewer people know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I I interview a guy who graduated um, in uh, in a sports management like uh, medicine. Mm-hmm. He worked with the Jazz or the NFL team. He grew up here. But he went to college somewhere else, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. But he can do all of his dream stuff there. They got offers in Chicago, in you know, like St. Louis on the East Coast or 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 the Midwest. He he chose to come back home, and now he's like, I don't know what I want to do. So let's try out this marketing thing. And then deep down, I was like, if you really want to do a sports management, why why don't you stay over there? You don't need to come back. <laughs> That's true. That's, that's that's really good. Yeah. Right? Like the 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 carrots was not. Yeah. Maybe that's not what he wants to do at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe he wants to to like do business and marketing. Who knows? Right. So back to the guy that that I'm training. He's actually making progress right now. He will be promoted like next week or something. Um, he is a guy. It's the same thing. Like I used to think that the lack of goals, the lack of motivation was was usually a Chinese thing. Mm-hmm. Because doing Chinese education, you know, like people are separating schoolwork so much with actual world. Mm-hmm. People can handle the the uh, load of school. They might not able to handle finding a job outside. Well, yeah. you need to know people too. Like your your like your dad's best friend might run a company. Boom, you you go you work for the job. company. Yeah, yeah. networking. Yeah, pre pre defined. Yeah. So I used to think that's a Chinese thing only, but this kid Tom is the same same thing you know like he doesn't know what he wants to do but he was at a factory here in Salt City for the last two years so he was working the night shift there he was in terms of manufacturing and uh, production for two years and he told me Kevin I don't want to do that thing again and I asked him why and, and he told me because I don't want to do something that I can foresee myself doing it in the next 10 years 20 years 30 years 40 years 50 years until I die, I'm gonna keep working at a, uh, at a factory doing that same job. Boom! I was like, cool. Then if you want, uh, if you want, uh, if you don't want to go back to the factory, you better take the notes well. Mm-hmm. You better change your mentality because if you uh, you don't do that, boom, you're back to the factory again. So him is a classic example of driven by negative fear, right? Dr- uh, driven by not a, a hit by a stick. Mm-hmm. Some people are motivated by different things. So it's just it's, it's the right kind of motivation. Yeah. That if you find that you can really make your work um, uh, efficient, you can make your work. I mean, for example, uh, I do real estate investment. Yeah. And um, we have done um, flips, which mm-hmm. you get an older house, mm-hmm. you remodel it update it make it newer and mm-hmm. you, res- you resell mm-hmm. it for a higher value mm-hmm. and the, the biggest 
um, lesson that was was uh, that I learned was managing people. Yeah, of course. Managing um, um, the contractors and uh, like the workers that do it. You know, the last one, that last house we did, we had we met this guy. He was a contractor, mm-hmm. and he, from from the way he talked, it really seemed that it would be a really good partnership. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, that he was okay in the style of how we were going to manage the mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. He was okay with that. He was okay with the price point. He was, you know, he seemed really helpful, and was project got started off like, like bang, boom, a good start, good start, uh-huh. and then. As weeks and times start progressing, he started slowing down. You know, he, deadlines kept get mi- being missed, mm-hmm. and the the problem with construction is, and somebody told me that if you if you really if you have to say no or if you have to fire somebody, you should do it mm-hmm. ASAP. Yeah, you know, the the more you wait in the construction, the more you get tied with that person. It's hard to get out because somebody else coming in would would charge you more. Mm-hmm. Because they know fix. it's a because yeah, they know it's an unfinished job. You exactly. have to get it done. You have to get it done. So yeah. you know, so it's it's really kind of that kind of situation. And mm-hmm. and this person, he started missing deadlines, and we were like, what what can we do to incentivize him? You know? mm-hmm. So we try to do this carrot and stick. Mm-hmm. We we tried both in a way we said if you finish the work earlier we would give you extra money mm-hmm. if you finish the work later we would take away money mm-hmm. so it was like a carrot and a stick situation um, th- almost three quarters 60 to 60 percent 75% of the work after the work was done he stops responding to any calls he stops showing up mm-hmm. completely he stops Communication mm-hmm. cuts cu- communication altogether. Mm-hmm. No, no indication as to why. Mm-hmm. Um, we were and we were we were like scratching. We were thinking like we, tr- we thought we were being fair. We were tr- we thought that we could give it incentives. Mm-hmm. We thought they were good incentives. Mm-hmm. If you would have taken, he would have got more money. But for some reason, in in his mind, and this is just my theory some other project showed up perhaps mm-hmm. uh, which guaranteed a bigger payment and he, and he kind of was like well i'm gonna drop you guys off. but there was no explain nothing this is just my theory it could be yeah. something else as well yeah anyways it was just kind of interesting to think about like we couldn't figure out what was we couldn't figure out his motivation mm-hmm. and feed that yeah accordingly i mean I never flip houses before. I don't plan on doing. Maybe in the near future, I will call you for if I need more advice. But just moving into a newly constructed home, I gotta tell you, man, I hate the builders. <laughs> I absolutely hate them. I, I like. Here's the thing, right? Because I talked to my friend uh, who's uh, is from uh, California. Um, he's like, yeah, like the reason that the builder and the constructors are so bad here in Utah is because there's no competition. You don't do the job well, there's a next job waiting for you. Why? People are building everything. They're building a townhome, they're building a new house, they're building this, they're, they're filming their houses here. 
Like, I mean, I mean, think about it. Like a family can have six, seven, eight, nine children. How are you gonna put them? <laughs> yeah. Right? There's family, yeah. yeah. There's there's not enough like apartment building. Like you know, not like in China where each uh, buildings are like twenty mm-hmm. stories, stories high, high minimum. Right? You set people up vertically. Here you spread them out. So nobody has the intent to fin any to finish anything here in Utah because there's no competition. In California, where where like he's from, like if you mess up even one thing with your uh, construction thing, boom, you're fired. Why? Because I can always find the next construction. I can always find the next thing that I'm willing to to do a job cheaper because it was a buyer's market. There's 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 less houses to be built because it's, it's like a saturated market. So renovating be become a big thing. Flipping become a big thing. So contractor needs to do a better job in terms of getting a next getting job. Getting a next job, probably. But, yeah, but very interesting. I mean, you're, you're right. Like, that could be if, if the, um, basically, the carrot and a stick don't mean anything, um, then they really aren't carrots or sticks. Yeah. So. And that's kind of like one of my biggest uh, take away from doing this whole business thing, the marketing, the sales, is that before I do anything, I need to build a relationship with a person, right? Mm-hmm. So That's before right. before you start signing a contract, I'm just, you know, brainstorming here. Go have dinner, go drink coffee, go do something that is not just a strictly contract, 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 right? But you know, kind of build a relationship that because by the end of it, like that's kind of the the, uh, the model that I go by. Um, you cannot say the wrong thing to the right people. Yeah. Right. And then. Oh, well, that's that's a good model. Yeah, you cannot say the wrong thing, and then whenever you, both of you, you are a contractor because there's so many different variables. Yeah. Something might happen, but people don't quit on don't quit on their friends. If you become friends with them. Maybe it will work out for you better. I'm just saying maybe. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, I, that's, that's kind of... But, but but with that said, like when you are friends, and, and this has just been my experience. You probably don't want to work, work with friends you, either. It's, it's harder to manage them. It's hard because being friends almost makes you peers at the same level mm-hmm. where there's no hierarchy of I ask you to do this so do this so i don't know it's like yeah it's it's more like it then changes into i'm asking you a favor to do this so deep down you feel like the constructor work for you like both of you are not on the on the equal level yeah it's it's i mean for somebody that i i am paying Mm -hmm. you know i i would expect some level of a responsibility um be duty like you know whether it's a friend or not if it's Mm -hmm. if i'm paying you and i'm paying you what we decided on Mm -hmm. not not even to the fact like oh you're my friend so i'm going to give you a discount Mm -hmm. because i'm giving you a discount i'm going to do your work slower Mm -hmm. but if i'm paying you what you are what we have decided on then i expect that you had the job to be done the job to be done yeah in the time frame Mm-hmm. You agree. Yeah. That's, that's all of that. It's not just like saying I decided that it should be done in a week when it's like there's no way yeah. the job can be done in a week by anybody. Definitely makes sense. Yeah, so it's kind of like. Where do you I, draw that line, right? I, I, and, I, and I can see that in sales 
and, and correct me because you, you are more in sales. To me, in sales, you have basically you don't have an ongoing um, relationship. You, you have a relationship till the point of a sale, after which you don't necessarily need to have any more. Basically, what I'm saying is there's one transaction involved the sale, the sale point. Mm-hmm. Once that transaction is done, that's it. Like you can choose to not be their friends or not, you may never see them again, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas even if there was multiple transactions invo- involved over a period of time, you might have to be careful on how you behave and present and act because there's this continuation of that. Yeah. So in that sense, I don't know, like may- maybe, maybe sales presents itself in a different way than mm-hmm. uh, managing construction for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right uh, where a, a friend like relationship seems in my mind seems to be more beneficial to get to that point of sale yeah because if you're a friend i'm gonna trust you mm-hmm. you know freaking northwestern <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean here's a bottom me line in there so yeah, I mean, just there to have a conversation. I don't care if you done it or not, but uh, we. I mean, I have. I've already. I am ongoing. You're so. ongoing. Cool. Me, me too. High five. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Hopefully, David is listening into this. So. Oh, David Smith. David. I love him. Yeah. He's my guy. <laughs> He's my guy. Okay, cool. So, I guess to answer your question, um, it depends on the item of the sales. Typically, like if we're doing sheets, uh, massagers, like the handheld mm-hmm. massager, or hot packs, or cleaner, I don't need to be that buddy-buddy up to you at the point of the sales. Because, true, you're, true. because you're right, after you're done, boom, then you're done, right? You might never see me again in the console ever again, right? Now, the bigger the item, or the more kind of B2B, kind of thing that it is like the, the lux yeah yeah so the more b2b it is mm-hmm. the better in terms of or the, or the more important the what is b2b Sorry. business to business, business, to business. Oh, okay. right i had different thing in my mind yeah so for example right let's say you are a advertising firm let's say ikea is your mm-hmm. client they come up with a new stuff every single day <laughs> don't you want to maintain that that relationship True. and then make it more efficient for for like both party and make it easier, and that's the entire B two B marketing is is like design on is the ease of transaction main maintaining of relationship with with your customer base, with your uh, you know different manufacturers. It's the same thing, right? So it so it depends on what are you doing, and it de- and it de- de- depends on if you want to focus on more microscopic level or macroscopic level. True. On a macroscopic level, you need to have relationship everywhere for you to be able to prospecting to get leads and whatnot. On a microscopic level, you need to be able to do it in a more impulsive way, right? Like you, boom, you you buy sheets from me, see you, maybe see you next year. If you uh, uh, come back for the next part, oh yeah, hey Kevin, I saw you at the other Costco. That's me. Uh, here's what we're doing right now. Do you want to uh, check it out? Oh yeah, let's uh, let's see. Let's just check it out. Yeah. Right. So 
there might be still be a little bit more of an ongoing relationship there, but it's minimal. It's not, it doesn't really matter that much because I have thousands and thousands of people I, that I haven't interacted to. I need to go talk to. So, so going back to your B two B style, where a, a continued friendship can be mutually beneficial to mm -hmm. both the parties mm -hmm. involved. Mm -hmm. um, IKEA or wherever the other company gets to always use your services at whatever discounted or contracted price mm -hmm. for a increased exposure in all these markets that they won't be able to penetrate themselves mm -hmm. yeah and you get their recurring sorry <laughs> you might be too far away yeah. 40 minutes in you might be too far away <laughs> hopefully <laughs> you might have to you might have to do some tweaks there your, we'll use your engineering skills you're like testing so. my abilities right now man <laughs> i cannot make no guarantees Sorry, go ahead. And, and going to like, yeah, so a continued relationship and you get the first dip in whatever new product that they get. Mm -hmm. However, the, the, the thing is, how, how do you, I don't know if this is a marketing term or something, mm -hmm. in order to make sure that that first relationship is, is grounded, it's rooted so that it grows, mm -hmm. w what do you... Do you have any thoughts on that? How, how do you make sure that the first relationship, the first transaction between in businesses is, you know, plants nice roots so that it can actually grow instead of like, yeah, working with Kevin wasn't, uh, wasn't productive, wasn't useful, whatever, we should, we should try mm -hmm. summer, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, like that. that's definitely what I struggle with when I first go into this role show uh, industry is you can probably notice now like this Kevin compared to Kevin who used to be here at the lab is this Kevin is more open. True, I agree. Yeah. The reason for that is that if I don't open, people will not follow me. If I don't share what I stand for, people will not follow me. If I don't open up about my weaknesses uh, like, uh, and, uh, and my strengths, people will not follow me. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, open up. Share, share what you want your house to, to like, you know, like look like. And then help, like help your, you know, in, in this case, contractor, help them say, hey, uh, if you get this done, wouldn't it be nice if you take your whole family to like, to like a Disneyland? Wouldn't it be nice if you use this money to buy your wife something nice, right? And then we can hang out, and then you can come here for like barbecues, whatever. It depends on the on the relationship. True. Right. So True. so um on like my side, if I want to lead a team in the business world or in the managing a lab world, you need to open up like what you stand for and what are you what are you striving for, because that angle gets people to follow you. Same thing with a religion and a cult, right? A religion is just something that most people agree to so following that goal. The cult is something that, that most people don't agree to, then they're still going down that way. That's true. And right? I think that's that's part where, I don't think I've hit the sweet spot with people. Nobody with, has, with, even I'm working on it too. It's just, it's just um, a few things that you've said, we've, I've tried, we've tried mm -hmm. lunches and yeah. like, you know, after work kind of yeah. party or something like that. Yeah. And it still hasn't resulted in that. Maybe. And, and maybe, and I can, I can also 
I can I, I want to admit to the fact that at in a realistic example I, I'm not doing one after the other boom 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 so I can promise or guarantee that man I'm gonna get another thing in like two months you're gonna be my guy you're gonna have job lined up for two months like you know yeah. so I I can see where at least the kind uh, where I am with 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 flipping houses it's not consistent enough to guarantee benefit to the to the second part. It's kind of like trickle, 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 trickle effects. Yes, much. it's trickle, trickle instead of like let's just you know. So Pump I, it I up. do, I do, I, 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 kind of like you know. I mean, to kind of put the whole picture down there, show the whole picture that yeah, I mean, that might be something that if I could guarantee, um, that relationship would be plus all what you said be be vulnerable and be open and um, pro- give gifts or encourage words of encourage or whatever words of I'm I'm probably gonna say something that that's gonna get me into trouble but um, let me just give you more context right you don't have to say it if it's gonna get you into trouble it's probably not gonna get me into, into trouble um, so the reason that this Chinese guy is growing so fast because we get each other he grew up in China. He came here when he, when he was 15. I grew up in China. I came here when I was 14. He's a bit older than me. Whenever we say we click, there's no effort in terms of building a relationship. No effort at all. So my proposal to you, this is gonna gonna, gonna get me in, into trouble. Is there any brown people <laughs> working in construction? You you mean specifically brown? Brown? You mean Indian? No, just brown people that that like looks like you. No. Uh, no no no. Uh, sorry. Yes, there are. Uh-huh. There, there are a lot of, um, you know, Hispanic mm-hmm. um, people, um, migrants, and uh, migrants from Mexico that mm-hmm. that do work. Mm-hmm. Who I have worked with. Okay. But it's not the same. Not the same. Yeah, I guess the the macroscopic environment in Utah just there's too many houses yeah. needs to be built. Maybe there's a insolvable formula right there for you. I I almost got into a fight with one of them. I I I wouldn't a fight would be perhaps very harsh, but a uh, Hast- uh, harsh 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 conversation. Conversation, you know, when the was, job that he did was not up to par. Was a f bomb flowing. <laughs> Everything. No, I, I try. I really try not to use those f, f- bombs. I was like, I was like, if you can get some rot, <laughs> some all I rot up, which I have, I've been using more often than not. But <laughs> you know, and that that was like, you know, I, I paid the money. I was expecting a, a job mm-hmm. well done, and he didn't really know what he was doing, but he said he knew what he was because doing. he needs to eat too, and. You know, trying to be nice and all of that, like pizza and, and stuff, and like trying to be like, hey, I'm from this country, that country, let's kind of vibe. But when the ho- entire work was done, it was like a shitty job. Yeah. And it's like other people told me not to even pay, but like, oh, I can't do that. I cannot pay this person, but maybe you're too nice. Maybe you're too nice, man. And, and maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe. And see, that's the part. It was like I don't think I have have I have 
I know the sweet spot about like being tough and firm and and like author author of having authoritative authoritative as opposed to like being nice and friendly and like sometimes know. sometimes you, you, you just gotta get out of your comfort zone man like, I, like, uh, I'm the same way I'm always a mellow guy just like you maybe that's why we drive so well here at the lab is I'm just be like okay cool I will do that okay cool I can redo that okay cool let's figure out this but as I'm in the realm of you know business and role show and then it's like that doesn't cut anymore I need to be able to be more open. I need to be able to be more enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. Right? Because if you don't do that, people are going to come in, come and go in, in like batches. Mm-hmm. Then, what, then what do I work for? I got nothing to show for. Yeah. yeah right? Exactly. That's kind of a hard thing. So, so maybe you have to try to be more like, you know, like general pattern. Like you, you know, if you don't get this job, I don't pay you. One of those things, you know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I, I, which is which is kind of a little bit going against my nature and my grain. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. If the job has to be done, here uh, here's my thing. I'm not against flipping houses. I know people make a good living doing it. So much variable, man. Oh yeah. And then and then the margins are kind of tiny, kind of. Not necessarily. Necessarily, but depends necessarily. on like depends what you want to do. A part of it also depends upon your knowledge. Uh, yeah, of course. So that's why when I'm when I'm gonna go flip a house, I'm gonna call you somewhere. You're on my uh, you know, a speed out number one. But you know, I just but, feel I mean, like that's just. I mean, like, unfortunately, that's the only other thing that I've like done. The I mean, so it, the the biggest three things I've done in my life is mm-hmm. obviously school, mm-hmm. masters, and PhD, which requires almost no. I wouldn't say interaction, but no, like... People-to-people interaction. Not, yeah, people-to-people. Mm-hmm. Um, the authority is pretty well-maintained. You know, it's I know my boss, mm-hmm. and I come after him, and then whoever comes after mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge level is is so different that there's no... I guess um, there's no challenge. Okay. Right. Yeah, because you are like the higher level PhD student and then the people that come in like Tyler are like an undergrad, right? Yeah, or, they're, they're learning, so yeah. it's like they have to amass that much knowledge to yeah. get to where I ha- I still have to amass knowledge to get to like my peers level or, mm-hmm. or you know, my pro- the, the PhD, level. PhD uh-huh. level. So, and then the other thing that was interesting I've done is entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I'm a part of two medical device startup companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, I did like business analysis and market analysis cool. and then had to like take the product and go to like presentations and talk about it and pitch. If you're on a sales to, guy, call me. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually doing well. Okay, awesome. Uh, but medical devices have a slightly different... Um, I know you. You need more knowledge. You need more about regulations. Yeah, no, not that. just that. Regulations, like mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to Costco. You're going to hospital. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and then you ha- need to have something you might want to explore if you ever think if you yeah. want to branch out is have similar contracts that mm-hmm. you have with hospitals. Yeah. Rather than like Costco and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I, there's a specific term for that thing. I, I forgot what it's called, but every hospital has contracts yeah they have committees and the committees have contracts with yeah. a certain kind of people that do yeah. the inventory yeah. and selling stuff mm. but yeah. anyway so that was really interesting i i didn't feel 
more ever comfortable. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna say that I was the worst in talking to people, mm-hmm. but it was definitely. I don't think I did it enough to get comfortable with 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 pitching and and se- selling like sales. Right? Yeah. Because it's a, it, was, it was a different kind of sales. Do you want to know a dirty secret? A dirty uh, secret about talking to people. Just be enthusiastic, man. I, I was like, picture them naked. And no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just, be- <laughs> just, just enthusiastic. You know, just, because just, just, just really put your like hands out and like. No, just like with like the like uh, like the tone of voice, right? I can be like, hey, summer, you know, or you know, hey, this like this thing can like uh, lower your budget by this much. And then normally you have to do this by cutting budget and uh, laying out people, but this thing can help you, and it can improve your uh, efficiency by twenty percent. So why would you not do this? True, true. Right. So if I get excited about my headphones, hey Summer, this is a great headphone, <laughs> right? You got it for cheap. Buy it from me, right? So like you might say, oh yeah, cool. There might be something good about these headphones. So so speaking of. Not, not headphones. But speaking mm-hmm. of that, and, and what I was telling before is, I we were trying to pitch our product. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we were successful. We did get money. Good. Congrats. Um, but it was to people who knew what was. They were knowledgeable. They were experts in their own field. They were doctors. Mm-hmm. They were entrepreneurs. They were. They had idea they they had their own idea how to gauge mm-hmm. that device or that product so kind of like if the parameters are met i'm sold kind of a thing yeah okay um, and and i don't know is that is that happened to you as well like a person yeah no i mean uh, everybody knows what a massager you know yeah neck massager does mm-hmm. i will what i will give you an extra thing that kind of no, if it's like e, uh, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I don't own a bike in my life at all. I can ride bikes, but I don't own them. I sure I don't really own any e-bikes, right? But with people at a Costco, those those people that purchase five, six thousand dollar bikes, I need to be appear to them as I'm a bike expert, mm-hmm. which I am definitely not. But how do I fool them that I'm a bike expert? First, know my product. Secondly. Be enthusiastic about it, right? So, so you, so you don't get to use the product yourself. I do. I was demoing the product on like a bike stand all day oh, in, okay. in, 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 in like Costco, right? For example, right? If you know e-bikes, then I know what this product is. That's gonna uh, help you change, uh, change your mind on this, because we're not a well-known brand, mm-hmm. right? So, Summer, you know this because you probably ride an e-bike before. A uh, e-bike, they only give you pedal assist. It help you pedal, help you go longer, go further. This one has that, but what this one has, the other that doesn't have, is that this one actually give the full throttle mode. Check this out. Zzz, boom, twenty miles an hour. You, you can go for twenty miles. No other e-bikes on the market that's below five thousand dollars have this feature. Today at Costco, you get it for fourteen forty nine. Do you want one? I, I should come and check out that Costco. I, I want to come and check out how you give, give the actual presentation. Um, I can definitely see how you're trying to sell this to me. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see the allure. Yeah. Like, oh man, full throttle. Um, uh, just aside, I learned how to ride a bike when I was 23. Yeah. Um, 
I'm not the best at riding bikes, uh-huh. let alone e-bikes. Uh-huh. So, so you're not uh, our our target target yeah, demographic. Yeah, so definitely, I probably would not buy that bike. Yeah, and that's totally fine. Um, There's thousand people I need to go to go talk but to. I can see that I would be interested in, in getting to know more. Yeah, because I'm hype up about the facts. And in the realm of uh, biomedical or you know pharmaceutical cells, you probably need to know the facts. But a little enthusiasm, like it couldn't hurt. That's true. And so for everybody who's listening and who wants an e-bike, eight eight oh one call camera. Call I'll let you know. I don't know the next show. Next show, and, and uh, you, you, can, you can meet meet Kevin, and he's gonna personally sign each e-bike. Jesus Christ, that's that's gonna bump up the price a little bit, guys. <laughs> bump up the price a little bit. So please do line up. Please, please uh, <laughs> keep checking the next uh, podcast for his tour dates. Tour dates. I'm doing a, a motivational uh, talking tour, whatever. Oh man, how do we jump into this rabbit hole, man? I don't we're, know. We, we we're we're, we're on a plan on talk, talking about my life story. My life story. <laughs> no, just kidding. You're this, this was a part. This is a part of your life story. What part you do? Of it, yeah, is, is definitely a part of of of. of you and how you've changed i yeah. think that's i think more important as you just said like you're not the same kevin who was in this lab mm-hmm. four years ago five, two years ago two years ago three years ago three years 2016 you were here yeah I three think. years ago yeah yeah so you're not you're not the same you're not the same kevin you're not the same person you, mm-hmm. you dress up like a doctor good so good good, good to know my dad should be proud I, I mean, and i the thing is doctors are all like more or less like known to wear like suit and tie and stuff yeah, yeah. including business businessmen but yeah i feel like doctors sometimes wear more colorful ties and, uh, uh, maybe i'm just more colorful you're yeah, just more know. colorful with, with, what, is it, what is it fish and, and fish, fruit and yeah, fridge my dad got it when they're buying a new mri machine in China. oh oh with the, there you go <laughs> and wow. they try Proudly advertising <laughs> Simmons. Simmons MRI machine. Go buy them in the hospital. They are so great, you know. They're so freaking great. They're so freaking great. Uh, so, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we just kind of went down a rabbit hole, but that, that, uh, and that's really good. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, there's so much more um, insight that you have. Uh, because I've been living and breathing this thing like nonstop, like for the last year, year and a half. How much did books and podcasts about marketing and sales and pitching and talking to people free help you help you oh how much um not the price not the price but how much was how much of that helped you and how much was as you said living and breathing it every day like i'm you know trial and error to be fair like my my boss um he reads a lot of sales book Mm -hmm. i don't the reason is um i have them um i have books about business or leadership mm-hmm. uh, more mentality like the jocko the you know the navy seals like the leadership die dissect me or whatever that is i never read them yet because i want to put my own spin on things i want to feel it out in my own way if that makes sense so you so you want to discover your sales approach yes you maybe seems like you may be um unconsciously or not not 
fully being knowingly you may be applying some well-known sales mm -hmm. principles mm -hmm. but it's it's more like you discovering them for yourself yeah because by the end of the day somewhere like if you try things enough you're gonna get good at it right if you flip 500 houses oh yeah thanks sure i'll be good at if it. if you flip 10 Flip, uh, flip a hundred, right? Like the reason that I'm, I'm, I'm here where I am is I've taken oceans of notes in my face. I've hired hundreds of people and then they all left the company in some other ways, mm -hmm. right? I built teams and then I lost them and I built them again and I lost them. I built them again and I lost them. The bottom line is we just have to take away of something, something from each and every experience for to do better next time right if your desire to do so right so the business books are good are decent i gave me a good framework but the bottom line is you got to apply it yeah yeah that's true yeah it's, so it's so i happen to be fortunate i work in the industry where i can apply it every single day but you might not get to that's true right I, I might, I may, you might not get to, I may not be. So, I get to so yeah so so it depends on how you how you kind of balance it out i mean like a couple of good author i can name off of, off of my head is brian tracy like an old brian school tracy. guy uh-huh old school guy um that's about it there's there's, there's like a lot of like business books and i feel like are fluff mm -hmm. you know and i don't want to waste my time to flip through fluff and get to the real one because i read for pleasure i don't read fiction because I, f I feel like the fiction gave me a headache, but <laughs> I read nonfiction books for pleasure. Mm -hmm. So if I'm reading about, let's say, because I just bought a book called um, called uh, LeBron I Inc. So it's LeBron, LeBron James. Uh -huh. So it talks about his business in endeavor, how he looked up to Magic Johnson, how he built built his business. I'm interested in that. And maybe his endeavor can give me something that I can apply into my mm -hmm. my Use current doing. About, like, yeah. I don't need to read Brian Tracy or some other sales god out there that wears a tie and uh, appears on a book cover. True. I mean, you can. Right? I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, principles that can be gleaned from just other people's stories. Mm hmm. And that's the one thing that's so so good thing about podcasts. Is, mm -hmm. um, I think as as you as I was saying, like you you may be applying principles already that mm -hmm. might be like ubiquitous sales principles, but mm -hmm. you might have listened like, oh, this guy did something like this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm gonna try doing that, but it was some sales principle. Yeah. So, so. I I guess the bottom line is go talk to people, try out different things with your next contractor, right? Just, just fish around. Don't settle on the first one. Maybe get a, get a, get a referral, right? Oh yeah, that's that's right. All of everybody was a referral. And <laughs> then that just tell you how how sucky the freaking builder yeah, industry here in that's, Utah. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm, I was, I'm surprised. Like, I'm, I'm not a sales guy for sure, but in my mind, I didn't think that. Like any, I feel like any other person, maybe any other circumstance, would have reciprocated, and it just didn't work out, you know. Um, yeah. And maybe I don't know construction enough, or as you know, it's like 
doesn't really matter you know if somebody else comes in a millionaire who's who's gonna pay two times more than what i am then it's like your work's gonna be done in a year who cares yeah so i mean yeah good luck i, I don't know what no, else to, uh, I, no, no, that was just an example of, of just my um my experience with like people and managing mm-hmm. and talking to them and, and, yeah. and carrots and sticks yeah that's where we were sales and commissions took probably us down a rabbit hole yeah i mean i feel like this is like the most undervalued skill it's a, it's to, uh, working with people because people are so much different and then you know phd program they don't teach you that mba they don't teach you that like i went to business school like the amount of case study that i've done it didn't help me nothing in actually working with people none zero zip then i was like why would i want to spend money on, a, on like an mba degree just for my resume, then what? Sure, it's just, it's just on the paper. Yeah, you know? like I interview MBAs who are all of a job right now. Uh, granted, it's <laughs> granted, it's not, it's not like a like a fancy MBA like from from Harvard or you know a Stanford, from like you know the U of U or from the WGU, the Western Governor, or Weber State. I think they have a program too, or BYU. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, like. They're all of a job. Then why? Then why do I pay? Why do I have to pay you 140 grand to get a paper, and I can do it in real life? Why were they? Out, why are they out of a job? Why were they out of a job? Like a general kind of like market, or just bad luck, or I mean, here's the thing, right? Everybody wants that. Wants like a like a, a MBA. Everybody wants it, and then the school incentivizes you to get an MBA. But the thing is. I I interview a person who's Russian. I'm not trying to like you know like be racist or something. She couldn't even talk well, and she gets an MBA from an American university. Do you know how watered down that is? Yeah, I can see how that doubt, how that can be very diluted. If you don't have an MBA from like Harvard, from Yale, from you know uh, from a, from a Stanford, your MBA is probably watered down. And good luck finding a job. Those schools still have a lot of prestige. Yeah, so. probably. So, all right, man. Yeah, we're, we're you, at your you've been, hour mark. You, you've been checking out your phone for a couple of times. Now. I thought, okay, it's time. Uh, well, I just want to make sure that you're on time. That's so. fine. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't want to keep you. Should we longer. should we like keep it rolling? Because I feel like every time we meet up, we talk about something unexpected, which is cool. You, I, it's your podcast. Do you want to um, do you want to keep it rolling, Summer? Do we you want to keep it rolling. You want to um, record once every two weeks or whatever. Yeah, let's do it once every two weeks via Skype or yeah. don't have to be in person. I would love to be. I would love to be. I'm. I feel like more you're more in person. More in person? All right, we can be in person. Like, uh, but in in any if there is a circumstance where we really can't then meet, hop on Skype. We can just hop on Skype or something like that and kind of talk about it. But I really like to kind of. Yeah. Meet you face to face. Me too. Feel that energy that you enthusiastic energy that you. You present. feel that? You feel that? So, look at him. Look oh, big okay. smile on Kevin. Okay, so. we should do a selfie after this. So we can post it on uh, Instagram. Sure. All right. Cool. Um, anything else you you like to add? Um, no, man. Not right now. You're I'm not. Just... A, you're not a pl- gonna uh, plug your Instagram, your Twitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, <wait>. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh. I, w- I, I want to say I wish I had Instagram, then I remembered I do have Instagram with like 
what five followers. Then how do you figure out about this podcast? Then because I post on, well, on one Instagram. one of your followers is is you are one of the followers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm so flattered. I'm one <laughs> of the five. And I'm one of the ones following you guys. <laughs> I, I I always check to see what new podcasts you guys have. Good, awesome. I appreciate uh, that. You know, I mean, I mean, I I I have a whole lot of. We still have to talk from your previous podcast. Sounds like we're never going to get to it. We're not going to get to it. I, don't, I don't know. Well, it's, <laughs> so. let's let's but keep it rolling, okay. man. Yeah, let's I, keep it rolling. I like the energy, and then uh, hopefully the app, the Pocket app, uh, uh, app works better yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, but the Pocket Cast. Yeah, you like that's, the app? That's really good. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. You know? Because I kind of want to separate my music listening to no, podcasts. No. I want to separate them. Yeah, kind but of. but this podcast is available on any uh, uh, any on platform, a, any platform, Pocket Cast, Spotify, maybe. Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast. It's, it's on Spotify. Spotify. Yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. That's, that's how you say Spotify, baby. Spotify, baby. That's Kevin. That's, oh, that's, that's me. Your. Oh, that's me. <laughs> you remember? Good stuff, man. Good stuff on uh, no, whatever Apple Cast and uh, Apple Cast, <laughs> Castbox, Cast Breaker, Castbox and Breaker Box and Anchor and Anchor, Anchor. Yeah. Yeah. Cool so. man, good to see you again. Uh, let's let's yeah, let's let's do it. That. Let's go grab food out, uh, after or something. What will be before next time? And uh, would you yeah. hang? Uh, let's try like one of your favorite restaurants that you've you've gone before. Um, all right, all right. Um, I, I want to talk to you about the uh, what was it Beyond Meat Burger that I had on Carl's Jr. Oh, okay, all right. Write that okay. down. Write so, that down. Yeah. All right, okay. man. All right, guys. Cool. We're not going to put a stop to it if we're not stopping it. So, hard stop. All right. Hard stop. This is Kevin signing off. This is Summer signing off. See how natural that sounds? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I almost want to say Joe for a second. <laughs> how dare you? Joe for you've been replaced. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you on the next one in two weeks. Okay, man. See ya. You know I hate-